Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. Um, I'm Katie. Um, but before we go to our episode, uh, just a reminder that we are also on YouTube for if anyone prefers to watch us. We're also wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you want to listen to us on the go, uh, we're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Mastodon. We're at Beer Ladies Pod almost everywhere. Um, I think it's uh, Facebook. We're at Beer Ladies Podcast. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, please uh, like, subscribe, and uh, share share your podcasts. Share share this with everyone that you know, so that we can get lots and lots of listeners. We also have merch, which uh, is in our link tree, which you can find uh, from our Twitter posts or anywhere really. So, so hello and welcome. And today I am joined by Tandy. And Lisa. Hello. Hello. How are you today, ladies? Oh, man. It's been we're, a minute. We're all well <laughs> enough, aren't we? We're well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well enough. Well enough. We, well we enough. have drinks, Katie. So, like, that, that's always good. Yeah. Well, tell me, what are you drinking? I'm going to start with Tandy. It's top of my Ooh. screen. So, what are you drinking, Tandy? Well, I have got a black IPA. It is a home-brewed black IPA, but it's not my home-brewed black IPA. It is from a brewer, a part of the scene here in Dublin called Marty. Shout out, Marty. I know he listens to the pod every now and then. And I've got his uh, black IPA, which he entered into our nationals that we held recently, which we'll talk a little bit more about. And I'm just going to quickly double check. Oh, look, he placed first place with this black IPA. Gold medal winner. So lucky me, I actually got a bottle before Nationals was even happening. And I promised him that I was going to do a BJCP review of it. I didn't. So here we are. (laughs) We're just going to drink it on the podcast and give him some shout outs instead. Sorry, Marty. And thank you, Marty. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And Lisa, what are you drinking? I I was going to try to be, you know, on, on the same theme and have a black IPA because I've had the recent really nice one from Whiplash sort of sitting in my fridge for the past few weeks, but they magically disappeared. So, oops, uh, seem to have consumed those. So instead, I have something very appropriate for recording a podcast. I have Lineman's 
group therapy session IPA. So it's, um, you know, for those just listening, it's it's this lovely, lovely can. It's got all these little sort of colorful polka dots on it. Um, and the beer itself, it's, it's sort of lovely and fresh. It's 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 definitely on the hazier side, but uh, very, say very perky. We'll, we'll call it that. I'm, I'm enjoying it though. And this is a good, uh, you know, good, not overwhelming thing and just kind of nice for the spring weather we're having. So mm, yes, the weather. group therapy. Yes. The weather has been lovely. I am on a third barrel. It's called uh, Outside the Lines. It's a West Coast IPA. The can is kind of nice. It's got a nice big hop on it. And then it's kind of, I don't know, it's oh, got yes. like Miami Vice vibes or. I was going to say, it's a bit like a 90s yeah. neon with silhouettes of palm trees and sunsets. It's quite, it's quite retro. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. West Coast IPA. Nice. Oh, Are we seeing good. more West Coast IPAs again? I feel we have been lately. And, and you know, maybe that means that hopefully they're creeping back. And I know we mentioned on our travel episode recently, we've been seeing more of them elsewhere. So I think maybe they're finally yeah. coming back here as well. Not mad. And, and I've been seeing hazy West Coast IPAs. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> what is that? Like, no. no, no, not a thing. That's, that is not a thing. That's oh. the, it's the diametric opposite of what a West Coast IPA is. Oh, my goodness. But they, if you put on the can that it's a hazy. You know, uh, marketing babble, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you might as well just be what you want to be and not try and be two things at once to try and capture the zeitgeist of what people want. I mean, honestly, yeah. some authenticity needed. <laughs> I know. Here, yeah. here. So this episode, we're just talking about choice, stuff. really. Stuff. <laughs> not bad shite. We're just, you know, shooting the breeze and having a discuss. We're going to ask Tandy all about nationals and organizing a homebrew competition because I haven't spoken to you since you've done this. So I want to oh, know man. what she did was amazing it like? work. Amazing this, this, work. This was um so so for those um who are not in Ireland and who don't follow my religious Twitter rants and things, and um, we held. The, the Homebrew Club, so the National Homebrew Club of Ireland, held the um, National Homebrew Competition, which is basically getting competition entries from all over the island of Ireland. So it's not just Republic of Ireland, it's Northern Ireland as well. And basically, it's a competition where people submit their beers, they get categorized into different styles and tables, and we organize judges, and we organize stewards on the day. And it's, it's a very um, big event. Or at least it's it's a lot of it's a lot to organize, but it's a one day event where a bunch of judges come in, judge all of the different beers based on the categories. And our Lisa here was a judge, so I we'll was. get to a judge's perspective in a bit too. Um, and then at the end of the day, really, what what the brewers get is medals and prizes based on how they've placed. But more importantly, they get feedback. So typically from BJCP judges. Sometimes there'd be other kinds of judges involved, like Cicerone judges. Um, our guest judge this year was Natalia Watson from the UK, and she is a uh, she's a Cicerone and she's a Cicerone educator. So never done BJCP, but is you know equally if not more knowledgeable than all the BJCP judges. And that was lovely to have a bit of a balance of of judges. So just for context, we had um, 219 entries, 206 or seven of which were, were um, valid. So there are some ways that your entries could be disqualified. Things like 
having distinguishing markings on your bottles or caps that are distinguishable because you know it means that they often stand out and, and all these different things and so of the of the ones that were entered what I found was so interesting this year is that for the first time probably in a while it wasn't IPA led so mm, yeah very 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 cool and I've said on this part before, as well as to anybody that cares to listen, but I, I always think that the innovation and the trends for beer is coming from the homebrew scene as opposed to the commercial scene. So let me tell you what came first in our sort of number of, of homebrews, um, and it was fruit and spiced. So that would be any any beer that's got some sort of fruit component or a spice component, including things like pepper and salt. So you could be talking about gozas here, but as as long as it falls into that category, um, that that was no, that was the biggest, I think. And then saisons, I think, might have been second biggest. But what we had here is, in fact, I've got them here. I've got the list: fruit and spiced, American porter and stout. Then American IPA, Speciality IPA, Brown Beer. So that was... That was a surprisingly um, big category. I was pleased right. to see that. I didn't judge that one, unfortunately. We'll get to that. But ah, yes. it was really good to see that many entrants. Yeah. So. yeah. And now what's interesting is that all of these, you know, um, what I'm giving is kind of the tables, you know, so how we put many BJCP categories together because they made sense together. There was one category, and that was Saison, where... It was a one-to-one -one relationship between the table and the actual category of beer. So Saison's got nine entries, which doesn't sound like an enormous amount, but the curve of what people entered, you know, across the spread of the 220-odd beers was really, really spread out. It was really interesting. You know, the lowest um, entry that we got was in the Trappist Ales, and even there, there are three or four different categories of, or different styles of beer under that, and we got eight entries. So... Wow. That's so cool. Um, so very, very fun. We saw lots of sours, um, lots of pilsners, cultures, light lagers, and lots of dark lagers, a whole table of just dark lagers. And, that is cool. Know, we like our very dark cool. lagers. So. And it's, yeah. it's great to see that like IPAs weren't top of the list and that there's a mm. lot, lot more diversity out there. Now, I think we could... We could be a little technical and say if you combined American IPA, speciality IPA, they'd probably still be tops. But even, you know, if you just take the fact that there were a lot more variety of IPAs entered, like this black rye IPA um, or like sour IPAs, cold IPAs, you know, there were, a, there were a bunch of IPAs entered because as we've discussed on IPAs before, IPA is like a family of beer. It's not even a style anymore and it's barely a category. It's, <laughs> it's almost bigger than that now. So it's quite cool um, how many people entered beers and from all over the country, um, we had you know, some people entering from their clubs. So I, I rep, well, I'm part of a few clubs, but Capital, Capital is my main club. They're based in the center of Dublin and they almost swept up with a bunch of prizes, but it is kind of the biggest club. So, you know, demographics um, <laughs> will, will be demographics. But there were people from all over the country. There were people from Sligo and from Kerry and from Galway or the West of Ireland. There were people from the Midlands all over the place. Um, into their beers and it was just it was a really good day lots of lots of organization but a really good day <laughs> and I I was looking through some of the things some of them were like doing courses in in brewing and and entered kind of as part of their course and things like that 
I don't know if they so, were hobby courses or professional courses, but um, but it doesn't yeah. matter. But I think that's yeah. that, that's really amazing because what a thing to do. You just go, you know what? I'm going to take up brewing. Yeah. Someone's I mean, going to teach me and then I'm going to submit it and get all this wonderful feedback. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, exactly. So there are people that go for hobby courses um, and, and then decide, you know, the Marty, this, this brewer here of this beer had been on a hobby course by one of our other um, members, Des. He runs hobby courses in two different locations in Dublin. Hit me up if you want some details. I think I know a bit about it or I can point you to him. But um Marty started in a hobby course and it was one of those things where people through, especially lockdown, you know, brewers either got really much more serious about their brewing because there was a lot more time and space and, and, you know, potentially a bit of money to go into the hobby or people were starting a new hobby um, because they wanted something more to do. Some people sort of gave up the hobby. It was too much for the mental space and that's fair enough. But what was really cool was that nationals just, marked the the hopefully the the end of kind of pandemic nonsense because it was the, the last one that was held was 2019 and Lisa did you judge on that one I don't know if you did you uh, I didn't for yet. that one no but I remember mm. I was on the list because I might have been in town and I was then meant to do the one that was early 2020 that was going to be right um that was meant to be up at like the old or the porterhouse um mm. uh production facility and then that didn't happen of course that of course didn't happen so it's the first one since 2019 um which means that you know uh, we had to had to get all the people who had organized this kind of event before to sort of help uh, figure out what needs to be done (laughs) and and you know learn how to learn how to put a beer competition together because that's a whole thing it's a it's a whole thing and it needs a team of people um you you know there's quite a lot to it so you're telling me people just don't rock up on the day with their their bottles no oh, i wish oh. no no so yeah, just the storage of the, of the bottles um, that's huge yeah yeah so some of the big things are um when you when you do some one of these competitions you can't just rock up with your bottles and submit them and get them judged um you actually give them to drop-off points which are normally the club reps so there's homebrew clubs around the country they store them for a little bit and then they they go into like a warehouse and one of the events that happens before the actual day of nationals is a sorting day and katie you might actually think that this is quite cool but we we go into um a big old warehouse and we look at all these bottles and we check that they've been entered correctly so they've got all the correct labels and markings and and all the things and then what we need to do is we need to effectively anonymize them and sort them and categorize them into the tables and and using entry numbers so what we don't want is for judges at tables to be seeing who the brewer is um you know which club they're from you know there's there's all sorts of biases and just you don't want to you don't want to have any um, distinguishing information and um, which is why it's quite important to anonymize so there's a whole system that the BJCP itself as an organization sort of gives people to run competitions and a whole piece of software which is pretty nifty um but you you take these sort of tags off you cross reference you know the entry number with another number to anonymize it you peel off a sticker and you stick that on and and then they're basically split so everybody enters two bottles they're split into two different crates for the same table that they're going to be at and we put them into the order that they're going to be tasted in so you know there's 
is sorting, as in categorizing the beers, anonymizing them, relabeling them, and then splitting them into, into the different crates. The one crate is for your first round of judging, which is your, your judges. So Lisa, ju judge, what did you judge? Pale lagers. I, yeah, I had the light lagers. Very interesting. Yeah, the light yeah. lagers. Yeah. And so Lisa would have had an order of the day based on um, what we would have seen of the entry. So normally it'll go with um, lower to higher ABV. Mm -hmm. That's the way it normally is, is, is done. But in categories that are not just a, a straight low to high ABV, it might go with lighter to slightly heavier flavors. You know, there's a bit of an art form in getting that running order right. So we put all the bottles into the right slots so that we know the running order. And we know that one crate is for judging. The next crate goes for best of show. So there are two, there's effectively, after everyone's judged the beers, we know who's going to medal in first, second, third place in that category of, of beer or that, you know, that table. Um, but what we need to also find is the best of show, which is the ultimate beer of the day. And then the ultimate brewer of the day is the person that's had the most points or the most medals throughout, you know, their entries. So if you enter more beers, you've got a better chance of being brewer of the day. If you enter one beer, you could still win best of show. And best of show, we need a second set of bottles because there's a whole second round of judging then that happens where we're not now talking about, is this the best version of a Black Rye IPA? It's more like, okay, a balance of is it really good for its style plus is it really uh, delicious and drinkable has it got some intangibles has it got some magic to it that we love and you know there's a best of show round and lisa was also part of that so we can we can talk about judging in a sec but Definitely. yeah so then that happens about two weeks or already before the event um and then those bottles need to be transported to the venue, stored cold with the, the crates in the right order. And then there's a huge amount of work um, that goes into making sure that judges are called up and put towards tables, paired in the right way, and assigning stewards. And the stewards are really the workforce um, of, a, of a competition because they're running up and down between the seller and there's a seller team who are making sure that the right beers are coming out at the right times. Um, and that people aren't getting mixed up. And it's a hugely unsung hero job, by the way. Oh my God, they did an amazing job. Yeah, shout Stella. out to everyone involved in that. So good, so good. Yeah, and then the stewards are running it up and down. So running beers up and down to the judges, but also running score sheets between the judges and the, the capture or the data entry side. And friend of the pod, Chelsea, was helping with the data entry and capture side of the day, which was another yet fascinating part of how to run a competition you know how these things get entered and and how to again avoid um knowing who's who and then your results are tallied and there's there's all sorts of bits involved but it's it's quite a big operation and first time I've ever been involved and I was exhausted for three weeks afterwards so let's just yeah. <laughs> but also shout out you guys did an amazing job and, and again especially the stewards because a lot of them this is the first time they've shown up to do something they come on the day they don't know what's going to happen but they just are very quickly kind of put put through the paces if you like but did an amazing job I mean everyone who was who was helping out you know just again just a huge kudos to them they did an amazing job nothing got broken nothing you know exploded on anyone which can mm. happen that's that's a thing um, but everyone was just so, you know, you know, ready to do their, do their part. It was really very impressive, especially for this number, like 
that's a lot of entries. It's it's a lot to manage. So it's a lot of entries. And from what I hear, it's not the most that the National Homebrew Club has had, um, but it is impressive considering it's post lockdown and we weren't we weren't really sure whether people were going to enter beers that have been now in a shed for three (laughs) years uh, it's barrel aged yes exactly (laughs) oh the bread is completely intentional you know (laughs) (laughs) or whether people were going to brew for it so there's also you know there's balances of how far in advance to announce these kinds of things and, yeah. and getting a comms team involved. And it was, no, it was quite a big thing. It, it was almost a second job for a while, um, but it was fun. <laughs> Excellent. And Lisa, was that your first judging since the pandemic, really? It, it was, yeah. And not just since the pandemic, but probably apart from some things I did for one of our local breweries where I would go in and judge things because they would do sort of regular kind of pro-am things where, um, you know, people who were part of the co-op at our, our local brewery could brew things. And then if they got through the competition, then they would be brewed, um, you know, for everyone else to have. So I've, I've done a lot of those for the past couple of years, but I had not done an official BJCP sanctioned event for probably 10 years. It has been a very, very long time. And um, I know Rich, who again, who did an amazing job, he sort of pulled me, so I was like, why has it been so long since you've judged? I'm like, life, children, th- the things. Um, but but yeah, to- totally fair. And we had a really good uh, chat about that. But it was, again, just compared to some I've done, um, and again, this is not to denigrate some others I've done, but this was so incredibly well organized. So again, yay, Tandy and team. Um, but it was so interesting to, first of all, be doing uh, almost kind of, I-, I would say almost a softball category coming back because with these loggers, they're either going to be good or not. I mean, that's broadly generalizing, but I kind of at least was coming in thinking, well, either they're going to be great or you're going to know immediately what's gone wrong with them because you've got nowhere to hide with that kind of category. A lot of these others, again, I would have loved to be doing the the brown ales and the milds as well, but there's more subtlety there. There's a lot more you could kind of be like, oh, well, maybe they meant to do this or this is still within, you know, some kind of broader... um, you know, sort of, sort of uh, category descriptions, but you know, you, you've got your descriptions there in front of you. You can always be like, oh, well, is this still okay? Or, you know, can always refer back. And, um, but, you know, you know, when you're actually judging, you know, you're really just going through the whole sort of BJCP thing. You're looking at it, you're smelling it, you're tasting it, you're talking about the mouthfeel. But then like, like you said, Tandy, really the point is to give people constructive feedback where if something yeah. has gone wrong, or also, which is, I think, a thing you get quite a lot, if something is fantastic, but it's in the wrong category, then yeah. you want to say, wow, this was great, but you should have put it in XYZ category instead. And I've seen that, I would say, in, in judging other competitions too, I've come, I've come across that almost more often than coming across something where you're like, oh, this is terrible. It, you know, you need to start from scratch. More often, it's something like, you want to tweak this or you want to check your yeast or your temperature, you know, these kind of things, or you're like, wow, this is great, but it should have been in this instead. So I didn't have as many of those this time, but it was really interesting to see what was there. And then I'd never judged a best in show before. So that was very interesting. And, and you know, what was, I thought um, sort of unique was this is the first, like the, the best in show was, I, I don't think I've ever had that many women on a panel at, at any competition that I've ever been at it's usually been me and one other person so it was just lovely to have other women 
Kevin. Um, and so we were very decisive about making some of those final decisions for best of mm. show where we were really like kind of speeding through some of those. Um, yeah. And I don't know, Tandy, if you want to, part of it though, is because you guys laid them out so well. So it was easy yeah. to kind of make some of those tough cuts. But it's it's a it's a weird thing. So best of show, what it does was, you know, we had 21 tables um, which represent the categories that all the different beer styles were put into, right? So in best of show, each of the judges, and in our case, there were five, and three were women of the five, which was just Amazing. marvelous. Um, but you've got to go through those 21 beers. And almost the first round of getting through them is to kind of have a really quick smell taste and to make a very quick kind of note, like yeah. a yes, no, maybe, you know, just a bit of a, is this one where you want to come back to not so much or, do, you know, maybe, maybe. But what's tricky about that is that it can often feel rushed. Now, I know this one was quite rushed because we're 21 beers and you want to, you kind of need to rush it because beers can be, um, IPAs, they might have volatile sort of aroma compounds. Mm. So in a way, you want to be able to get to them within a decent amount of time. And you can't start with them because a lot of your beers are also going to be lagers or, you know, they're going to have ones that are very much more muted. So it's it's quite a tricky thing to get the pace of that, that one right. But, you know, the first part of Besser Show is just eliminating at least half of them. You know, these are all good beers. They're all going to meddle. So just eliminate as many as you can, you know, from the get-go and then start debating, you know, the ones that everyone wants to go again and taste again and keep. And so we laid them all out in 21 glasses, like tasting glasses in a row and went through sort of left to right, top to bottom. These poor best of show judges had to just drink 21 sips in about five minutes. <laughs> it, was uh, it was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. But, but again, yeah. your point, your point is valid because best of show is not is this a great representation of the style? Like that's all been done. This is really yeah. about, do I want to keep drinking more of this versus yes. another one? Does this stand out versus, and, and again, yes. I think sometimes, you know, you will go to competitions where it's like, oh, the most, you know, extra, and I'm air quoting thing will get to be number one because it does stand out. But I think we didn't have that here. This was much more about the discussion and the why and um, mm. and, and, and again, I think the other thing too, was the standard of those that made it to that best of show was really high. Like there was nothing, because again, I've, I've been to some competitions and sometimes it's just the size, you know, it's some of them, you're just like, it's a little homebrewy. And of course it is, yes. it's a homebrew competition, but that's kind of what sets something apart when you get to that, that kind of final stage where you're like, I would pay money for this. It would be, you know, I would expect to find this on tap somewhere and be excited to find it. It's really about that versus, oh, this is nice. Like they've all gotten that far. They're all going to be, oh, this is nice. It's what's what's taking you to the next level. And, yeah. and sometimes that can be subtle too. Like, like you're saying, especially if it is a lager or something kind of more low key than, you know, something stronger. But, uh, you know, so it's just that's what then, then you get into those fun discussions. And that was actually really, I, I think, just a, a really fun chat and I but I feel like we got to that consensus really quickly which I think was yeah. was important because I've been in situations where it is like one person just will not agree and you're like oh and again mm. it's still subjective at that point but it's it was nice that everyone was sort of like at least directionally we were all clear on what we wanted to eliminate and then we could get to those couple that we really wanted to talk about but that was yeah. great yeah and is it, it a it unanimous is it a unanimous decision usually or is it like it's just like if you have five it's three 
you vote and whoever wins the vote three ideally yeah. ideally it should be unanimous but you know if you're getting to a stalemate it's going to have to come to a vote yeah yeah, yeah. luckily yeah. it didn't need it this year so no, everyone was very, you know, I think everyone was very candid about what they liked, didn't like, you know, et cetera, but it never, it, you know, people could agree at the end, like, oh, no, that makes sense. Or it was all coming from a place of, um, again, kind of wanting to make sure that the best things got the spotlight. So it was all yeah. just very positive all, all around. And, and again, sometimes these things are not like sometimes it can be a little catty or depending on the group you've got with you, but uh, none of that, uh, none of that happened. It was all very very positive and uh, just really good to see the level of, I think, um, what's a good word? Not just like, like like level of talent sounds too sort of, you know, it's more to like people are working really hard to make this work. So I think it's, uh, yeah. there's just some people out there who've got some good instincts and they're, they're doing a good job. And I, I do know that this kind of competition can be a springboard for people to say, maybe I do want to go professional at some point, or maybe this is my side gig or, you know, whatever yeah. that looks like. But I think there's definitely people who could, could certainly, you know, again, air quoting, you know, go pro if that's what they want to do. But uh, yeah. yeah. You know, what was actually lovely this year is that um, a couple of uh, people, people wanted to be involved from the commercial brewery side. Yeah. So, you know, we had, we had a lot of um, brewers or, or breweries asking if we would be able to host it there or if, the, if we needed space for it, which was amazing. Now, eventually we chose, uh, Brewdog Outpost um, in Dublin and look it was a lot of you know things affected the decision but the space that we needed was a, a big really space. big one yeah. and it's a big space and they're very used to catering to corporate events and so you know we knew that it was going to be a very well like it's suitable for that kind of a venue you know that kind yeah. of an event so that made a big difference but it was lovely to see that that people came in in other ways you know, so Wide Street came in as a bit of a surprise, um, a surprise prize <laughs> that makes sense. And they offered to commercially brew the winning Saison recipe with the brewer, cool. you know, which is very cool. Um, very, very cool. Um, and we had Yards and Crafts, you know, the online uh, beer store, giving swag bags to all of the, uh, to the judges and to the stewards and to even those who, those of us who were doing sorting, you know, and they gave discounts to everybody. And it was just, you know, so people got involved in all different ways. And it was so cool, especially because we really didn't call out this year for help from you know a lot of the breweries and i'd love it myself i'd love to see more of that next year you know where we a lot of these commercial breweries have come from being in the homebrew club have come from you know coming to these nationals winning or placing medals and tweaking their recipes and eventually finding the money and going pro so it's it's a natural progression and it's lovely to see the commercial support for it it's fun yeah. And, and the ultimate prize to like the going to Belgium, like all of these things, these are like not insignificant prizes. This was like yes. really nice to see again, that, that support. So indeed. So our winners this year got to, or are getting to go on a all expenses trip to Belgium and they're going to go through sort of a brewery uh, tour with Dean McGuinness. And he, uh, he is, I mean, he's, he's a lot of things to a lot of people. He does beer education courses for industry, which is really fun, but he also owns a wholesaler. So he is, you know, the guy that's supplying um, stores with a lot of uh, imported beers and things. And, and he's, he did our storage for us and he did um, the prizes, which is insane. I mean, where on earth do you win an, an expenses paid trip to Belgium for 
brewing an amazing beer. Ireland, that's where. <laughs> exactly. Woo! Yay. Exactly. <laughs> so it's very cool. And then just to mention, because, you know, the 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 three top beers, so the best of shows, you know, the, fir- the first prize was an old ale. So, you know, it's quite an interesting thing to have an old ale winning. Second was a historical beer. And if I remember correctly, it was a porter, and it might have been a Ron Patterson or something it inspired was, porter. Yes. Yeah. And the third was a Lambic. So quite different again, but yeah. not an IPA in sight, which I'm just not so secretly happy about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think it's just, it shows the diversity and the breadth of, of the homebrew experience. It's great. Yeah. And I suppose all three of us are drinking IPAs at the moment. Mm. And here we're going, oh, Funny not night. an IPA in sight. It's not that we don't like IPAs. It's just no. that we're bored of IPAs. We just we like to bit see of, other bit things. Of, bit of variety yeah. yes. all over the yes. place, you know? A good IPA nice has a place. Oh, totally. at a time. Definitely, definitely. Mm. So that's mm. all behind you, Tandy. Can you start yes. to breathe again? <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> And Lisa? slowly can slowly start to breathe. I just again. had to turn up and drink beer. Like it, it was easy for me. I mean, although the, the number of times I wrote like chill haze, like again and again. Yeah. But uh, uh yeah. but no, but it was it was good. It was all useful feedback, I think, to give to, to people. Um, you, you know, and you try not to repeat yourself, although you do to a certain extent. But again, it's it's useful feedback, it gives people something to know what to come back with next time. So it's all yeah. good. The, feed, so, the feedback is genuinely the most valuable bit. You know, if you're a brewer and if you don't want to get feedback from the BJCP judges, then you're missing a trick because the most valuable bit of the feedback is the how to improve it section. Yeah, yeah and especially because some of these things might be very subtle, like it might be mm. just on the cusp of being fantastic and just like just tiny tweaks, whether it's, you know, checking something about your malt or something about your yeast or very often temperature, like very small things um, hopefully can give yeah. people that that little nudge to to get to the next level. Yeah. Excellent. Now I missed out on judging this year, obviously, because I was <laughs> I was part of the organizing committee, which actually doesn't preclude me, but we just, you know, felt it was gonna be too you much. You had a lot to do. Yeah. And then yeah, you had to read a... off all the winners. Like that was, oh my goodness, you were there with the mic for Oh ages. God, I butchered all the names. <laughs> oh, we you were, were really <laughs> Katie, you'll laugh your head off, but I literally, and I'd practiced most of these names beforehand because I could see it coming. And then I still, I still butchered everyone's names and even people that I know and even names that are phonetically easy to say. Uh, Nope. Was there like a a quailin or something like that in there with lots of GHs and Ls? No. No. Okay. No, I I, I would love to say it was something difficult like that, but it wasn't. No. I just, you know, I, I think when you're standing up in front of a hundred or so people, it's um, and and reading names that are just not, uh, you know what, no excuses. Oh, you did great. You did great. It was wonderful. Uh, no, it was a good day. Um, okay. Yeah, tired for three weeks afterwards, but it was good. <laughs> now, however, I am going to go and make up my judging points since I didn't get to judge this time, and I'm hoping to go to the London Amateur Brewers. Um, competition that's happening in May. So shout out to anybody listening that might be judging there. I will very likely be joining you. My name is down. And then there is a Welsh Nationals in September that I've put my name down for as well. So hopefully I'll get called up to judge those ones and I'll be a happy camper. I need to put my name back in more often, especially since I'm going back and forth more often for work. So that's, yeah. I get the emails and then I forget I get the emails because life 
interferes. But that indeed is really good. What else are we looking forward to this summer? Apart from Tandy. There's so judging. much happening. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll set, go, oh, go ahead, Katie. I'm, I'm gonna go start. I'm just gonna start. Tandy, we told loads of people you're going to the wild beer fest. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> So for those for those in the know, Wild Beer Fest is happening this weekend in Malangar. And we raved about it last year and I was looking really forward to going this year. But my job was made redundant. And it sucks. And so I'm just I'm just going to be financially a bit more conservative for the next little while than what I would normally be. So no spending on credit cards for no good reason here. I'm going to stay at home and be a responsible adult. And so I won't come to the Malangar. <laughs> and I'm I'm dreadfully sad about it. I really am. You'd be there in spirit though. There we I go. will be there yeah. in spirit. And and I almost wish that there were like crowlers or growlers to bring back because I just want to taste all the yeah. delicious wild things. And Katie, oh. I'm very proud of you that you're going, by the way. This is Oh, I'm not going. Out. Oh, you're not. Oh, I thought you were. Okay, okay. No, like it's really not my not my wheelhouse, you know. Is that the right <laughs> yeah. word? Yeah, yeah, we no, just had people asking and saying, well, of course, Tandy will be there. And we're like, oh, well, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, Tandy's going. No, I'm not going, but that, Tandy will be there. She's going to be flying the beer lady's flag. Literally, the, um, the most natural thing would be for me to be there. And I've told a million people that I will be there. Oh, I, I unfortunately, I've had to change my plans. So, yeah. Okay. Well, look, if mm. anybody is there and there are growlers or crowlers, bring some back for Tandy. Exactly. Please, <laughs> please. Or tell me, or tell me which beers were your favorites because I will find them. I'll I will contact the breweries directly to get them. I really will. So tell me your favorites, please, everyone. Exactly. Because I'm sure at least a few will be making their way somewhere mm. here, whether it's like, you know, Brickyard or the the soon to be, and maybe this is a good segue, new underdog when they move, or some yes. of the other places. Some of the other places, you know. Indeed. Definitely. And then the weekend after that is is it happy days? Happy days. Yeah. Rascals. Rascals. Yeah. So I think most of us are going on the Saturday. I, I it seems like Saturday is going to be the big, the big day. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh they're gonna have some really good food trucks. And again, even though they already have their lovely pizza, I'm just like. I'm stoked about the yeah. food trucks and just, you know, just turning, you know, seeing who's going to turn up. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. And, um, and also Rascals uh, put out a post that they're actually showing the Eurovision. I know. I swear it's because we spoke about it. I think definitely. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, it. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, if, you, if you're listening, I uh, will take this as confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> so Eurovision party. <laughs> Now, the thing is, I'm already having a Eurovision party, mm. but next year, have it again next year, and I'll plan it to go to, to Rascals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah, it's, it's hard to take, it's hard to take the children to a Eurovision party at a place. That's a, it, it's a uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of is, especially because it runs quite late. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But... I've done so much feckin' work in that garden, right? <laughs> I'm having the party. The last weekend was gorgeous. Was it before Easter was gorgeous as well? Yeah. And I was just like out there digging holes, sweating, blood, sweat and tears have gone into that garden. So I swear it better not rain. No. Oh, my God. On the 13th of May. No, no, no. We got to like, got to believe. Mm. Yeah. So what other mm. festivals have been announced that we are looking forward to or, or 
or events Let's or see. well festivals hagstravaganza i've already got my tickets so i've not got my train tickets yet but i will do that in in due course um because i do think like it was such a it was such a good event last year and especially with the trains and being able to go back and i think we were on very happy trains in we were both directions because so. it coincided the weekend with the fla oh, yes, you don't did. know what the, if you're from outside <laughs> of ireland and you're like what the hell is the fla it is spelled f-l-e-a-d-h and it would be like a traditional music festival in Mullingar. And some of the famous, more famous people that were there was like Niall Horan and Lewis Capaldi this year, singing away in bars and playing their guitars. And, you know, it's just happy people making music, singing songs. Definitely. And our train oh. went via Mullingar. Yes. And I go train. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And the train back again was very merry. Very and merry. also the so. weather was so good it was yes it was like gorgeous was piss and rain i don't think we would have enjoyed it as much as i swear you're <laughs> you know? jinxing it now i I'm, no. I'm, 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 no you're not jinxing it okay no, it's all gonna right. be the sun is gonna shine it'll be the same bring all the sunscreen because i was glad we brought a lot of extra sunscreen and i had my mm. hat i was ready so um, although that's you know it's, that's the, the funny thing with it having been lovely weather for the past couple of days is because my children can't cope with the sun they've been angry <laughs> that it's been lovely and sunny and there you go so no Dang. thanks I've been sitting outside for a lot of this week <laughs> just enjoying the fact that it's not raining and the sun is warm it's not just there it's no. warm yeah yeah you yeah. can feel lovely. it on your back it's really been nice not too warm just right it's been yes really pleasant yeah yes it has been has been really wonderful when is white hag again is it august august yeah so there's time so. there's time yeah, yeah but there is time. happy days first i know there's not going to be a fidelity this year but you know they've got basically now two bars to be running so i think there's plenty to be getting on with there and they have been doing some really fantastic and they obviously in this case obviously is whiplash so people outside of ireland are like what are they talking about but no <laughs> um, they're doing some really interesting collaborations and then putting those on tap at Fidelity and a little bit at the big romance as well. But um, they had track in and I know Katie and I had some track the other night at yeah. uh, the underdog as well. So it's been really interesting to see who they're getting in from, from all over too. There's been a couple of interesting, you know, these UK breweries like track and left-handed giant, but they're getting folks in from all over to do collaborations and even local because they've done a collab with Meskin that I'm really looking forward to trying because I'm like, I feel like they're kind of, they fly under the radar a little bit. They make such good beer. Mm. So I think that'll be interesting to see how they work with like, you know, and this sounds like I'm, I'm being mean, but I'm not, but a young, young person, hipster brewery, because they do such different things, but in good ways. So I feel, I feel like Mexican are quite purists when it comes to Bel. It's like, it's Belgian yeah, beer. Yeah, Belgian. Yeah. You and know? it's lovely. Yeah. Mm. So. What do you think, Tandy? I think it would be cool to see Meskin collaborating with other breweries. Yeah, and yeah. so if Whiplash is just the start, I think that sounds awesome. Yeah, I would love to see others. Absolutely. But yeah, hopefully this is just a dipping a toe. Yeah. 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 Could be fun. <laughs> I, I think I will miss Fidelity this year, though, as in the festival. Because last year it was yeah. such a riot. It was just so... I mean, it was crazy because it was, you know, the first really big beer festival yeah. since COVID again. And it was like nuts. I think everyone just got their pent up energy out yes. that day. And it was so, so hot. hot. So, so hot. hot. <laughs> so hot. 
not their fault. Who, no, who no. knew? Who knew? Well, global warming, obviously, lots of people knew, but but who knew what was going to be that night? But it was it was so fun. Yes. <laughs> so so in a way, was. I'm going to miss that size of a festival, and I'm desperately sad to not be going to Malangar because the Wild Bear Festival. I, I said last year that I wanted to see if I could get to more of the smaller niche ones. And that is the very perfect small niche festival. (laughs) I really loved it. So, yeah, I'm sad. But we'll get through this, guys. And obviously, Branwell is over. So last season, um, we had Franciscan well on talking about their their Easter fest, which actually fell on Easter this year last yeah, year it didn't yeah. because of COVID and the restrictions and everything I didn't manage to get down but it sounds like do, do you know great what? fun was I had always, by everyone I always feel like I hear about that one like two or three weeks too late yeah same I'd, same yeah. yeah okay so it's not just me I, it's I always feel like I want to make an effort to go down to Cork for it but I never hear about it I don't think it's advertised a lot unless I'm just not in that social network well I circle. think I was talking, uh, yeah, I was talking this weekend to, to John. You can go back and listen to our episode with John Nut, where he said, oh, well, it's always on that weekend, except when it's not. And I was like, yes, this is. The, <laughs> this is that, the, that's, yes. Yeah. So. That's exactly the way it feels like. I I, I seem to never, I, I'm not in the, in the people who know of that one. Yeah. And, and we call uh, last year, they had the issue with, uh, you know, there were no hotel rooms because there were no hotel rooms. So you, unless you'd booked ahead, you couldn't get in and some of the brewers couldn't get in. And uh, I would love to go sometime. And I know in the previous, they've had the that cask festival there as well. And we'll come back mm. to the cask in a minute, but uh, I, I guess our, our plea is like, let us know, <laughs> just yes. let's do some advanced planning. So I, I genuinely want to hear about things like three, four months in advance, if not longer. This is why With I'm constant so constant reminders, about, please. Exactly. High extravaganza and how they were so clear about here's the train to get, here's the other train yeah. to get, here's how you can, you know, get back. I'm like, thank you. Yes. Because yeah. obviously you don't want to be driving back and I don't have a car anyway. And, you know, all these things, it's just great to know that this has been thought of and here's how you can get around and, you know, you'll be grand. So. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And another thing we're looking forward to is, well, we're not looking forward to the closing of Underdog. But it will be temporary. But the rebirth, rebirth, the re, oh, the final oh. is it the final resting place of Underdog well, for all eternity. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet money on it. Oh. I will see, we'll see. I'm okay. so excited though. Yeah. So Underdog so they, is moving from to, from the four courts almost. Yeah. To where? To Capel Street. So the top of Capel, Capel Street, Street yes. where mm-hmm. Taco Libre used to be. Yes, briefly. Yes, <laughs> very briefly. Yeah, and before Wait. that was the other Galway Bay, Paddle and Peel. Um, but yeah, I think, and, and they've said, and I think they've been very candid about, they've always had a little bit of trouble figuring out how to make that space work for them because it's so close to the Black Sheep. Like, do they need two pubs, you know, basically three blocks away from each other? So, you know, which is a fair question. But uh, yeah, but I'm so excited. And again, there's going to be beer engines. There will be cask back at the underdog. But it's funny because suddenly now there's cask other places. Now there's also cask at the Weatherspoons. We'll just we'll put that to one Talk side. That as, for a, a bit. Yeah. as a as a note. Um but uh we've got cask back now every starting every Thursday, I think, at the Black Sheep. So they've uh 
They've had two or three different things on now. They've got the Althea on at the moment. And thank goodness they're kind of exactly what you're saying, Tandy. They're letting people know they're doing it. So uh, do check out their socials. It's it's great. I've not been down for the Althea yet, but I, I did go down for the uh, the first one. And again, it's very easy for me. It's a short walk. So I'm excited about Underdog being closer to my house because purely mm. selfish reasons. But... And Katie, we need to do a cask report because we went to the former Sweetman's, the uh, now J.R. Mahans. J.R. Mahans. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, they have done a beautiful job with the interior. It is oh, really? gorgeous. It's really gorgeous nice. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's lot. Beautifully it's done. a lot lighter. They've taken out some doors, I think, or. And I feel like they've the created that some other. reminded me of Hogwarts. Like it, it's it still... felt like. Yeah, it, it's still it felt huge. like the place where you could get lost in the stairways. Yeah, uh, you still can. You okay. still can. Um, although I think now a little bit more intentionally, like there's some little snug areas that, mm. frankly, I don't know whether they were there before or not. Some of them, like it's hard mm. to tell, like what was there before. Um, and I didn't see the old brewing equipment anywhere, and I feel like it was more visible before. Now, obviously, they're clearly not brewing there. Their house beers are all being brewed in Smithfield, is my understanding. Yeah. Um, and we'll get on to that in a minute. But they, they've done a gorgeous job with the restoration. There's lots of little spaces you can kind of, you know, find a spot for you and your friends. They still had the TVs on because the horse mm. racing was on when uh, when we were there. But I do think we want to give people a heads up too. It is not inexpensive. So, yeah, yeah. just a note. But yeah. two beer engines, two beer engines on different That's floors. Cool. So you don't have to like trek back downstairs if you're already somewhere else. Um, so that was very exciting. But again, I think we want to give people the heads up. Your pint of cask will be €7.30. That is Ooh. not nothing. Yeah. Now, that said, I think it's still better than getting your pint of probably not great Guinness in Temple Bar. But, you know, you, you want to you want to know what you're getting into and again yeah the cast was be, really good well kept mm. but just heads up so mm. speaking of um pubs that are fun i for the first time went to brickyard over the weekend oh we finally were actually, yeah finally went to brickyard um had been kind of half threatening for many years now to go to Brickyard <laughs> because it's a little bit it's outside of town which actually suits me because I don't live in town so, yeah. so you know every time I have to go into Dublin town I sort of be like oh god you know why don't I just live closer but you know it's expensive so yeah. I live way outside so anyway this um, Brickyard is is in Dundrum which is about halfway between me and town which is fabulous and it is genuinely a breath of fresh air in terms of pubs because it is light and airy but still cozy it's got an amazing beer menu and selection and the food is stellar so you know lisa i know you've been writing on your blog now but all of your pub reviews and they've been so fun so if you want a bit of a weirder pub review of a new one go to brickyard i'll meet you there. and I, I could take lewis all the way down exactly it's just and they've just lewis. they've just had that big renovation as well so it looks you know fabulous and it just feels lovely in there and there's there's screens for people who want to do sport but there's also lovely sort of little nooks and crannies mm, almost like yeah. you know more private areas and actually one thing that is a weird thing but it really appealed to me was that a part of the back part of the bar has got a 
almost like a bar counter. So you feel as if you're sitting at a bar counter, even though you're not at the actual bar counter. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I just like that because it's nice to sit on a high seat and feel as if you're at the bar. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Hey, I like it. It sounds fun. And it is fun. High seats are always good. And you I can like let stool. me know. It is not on my way. I am outside of town a lot as well. Yep. But it's not on my way. I have to go all the way no. to town and out. It's nowhere near me. Yeah. But if we plan, again, planning ahead. And and also we should point out that, that they are also the good people who do yards and crafts. And Indeed. yards and crafts is amazing. I mean, you can place your it's order phenomenal. and it can appear the next day. Yeah. And they do such a good job of championing local beer and but an also getting selection. interesting other stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I think you're getting some stuff sometimes that not other people have because it could be hard to find, like, say, some German stuff or yeah. which shouldn't be, but, you know, sometimes is. So it's just really nice to get that that both that local support, but also getting some things, mm. whether it's from the UK or from Germany or Belgium, just to, you know, see some other I'm, stuff. I am going to have to check them out to try and get my Eurovision beers in. <gasps> yes, that's a good that's a good yes. shot. They might have the best selection and you know they might have a really good um selection of different countries because last i checked on yards and crafts they had they had things that other online stores didn't have and i quite like that i like it when the online stores are playing in slightly different spaces yeah. you know it's nice to have um, people who do different things well especially if we might need to get in preview for people in a couple of weeks if you might need to get a beer from finland or finland. austria just saying just gonna put those out there or sweden you know just putting those out there so do, do you know i still haven't listened to any of the eurovision <gasps> songs yet i am i i actually might at this point it's now been so long at least it's been so long it's because i, I normally at this time of year i'm i'm obsessed i'm consumed you started the list. i'm listening yeah. i'm listening to everything i'm watching all the youtubers analyzing all the things I might try it this year, like my son likes to, which is watch them and listen to them for the first time only on the night. Oh, oh, interesting. Maybe, Maybe. We'll see. It won't help for for our episode though. So <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to do. <laughs> I'll have to just just be slightly unfamiliar. <laughs> No, that's fine. That's a, yeah, no, we're we're doing the heavy lifting for you. Don't worry. We've we've got opinions all lined up. Not yet. I have they're, opinions. They're coming. They're coming. Excellent. We have definite opinions. Yes. Okay. Well, since I'm on redundancy, I'm going to um, <laughs> in between interviews and chasing people up for a new job. I think I'll just have to listen to Eurovision. Definitely. Do it. Do it. And if nothing else, you can watch the film because I love that Will Ferrell just basically yeah. made a holiday film that we can watch every year and. Just have feelings I, about. I think I watch that film every four months. Genuinely. It's so good. I love it. It's such a good film to watch. It's so good. With <laughs> any any group of people that you're it's so like you're funny. in someone's house, really you go, let's put on Eurovision. And they were like, oh yeah. yeah. It's just and so my lovely. God. Yeah. Was it Andre Lempoff? Lempoff? <laughs> Dan Stevens? So. Yeah. I'm like a lie. Oh my God. So good. That's so, <laughs> so good. good. Sorry. Why did that not ever oh, enter Eurovision? Listen. Whoever wrote oh. that song. <laughs> uh, anyway, on that note, I think we, I think we've, yeah, we got a whole episode there. We've got an episode, yes. We got and Eurovision an is coming. Eurovision is coming. So, yeah. Uh, always fun to just shoot the breeze with you, friends. Absolutely. And again, I think shout out to everyone involved in the Nationals. Like it was such a Herculean effort and amazing, amazing job 
by everyone and of course your good self so oh listen it's only it's only made good by the uh, the judges the stewards and the people who actually enter the beer so <laughs> thank you to everybody listening at home who entered beer stewarded judged on the day or just you know was interested and tweeted stuff it was it was great yeah well done brilliant mm. brilliant so um on that note um we're all going to say goodbye bye and i will say bye. that you can catch us on we will be posting on twitter on instagram on facebook on mastodon um we're also on youtube um and you can buy merch designed by tandy herself <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. and uh the link tree uh to our website it's it's beer ladies pod is it our podcast our website pod oh, you beerladiespodcast.com beerladiespodcast.com there you heard easy it. peasy there you go. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Please like, please share, tell a friend, subscribe. Um, and if you see, if you have a chance to rate us, if, if whatever way you're listening has a chance to rate it, give us stars or give us a like, we would really appreciate that. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, friends. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.